Welcome to CPL Fever. It's your host Jack and Angie Murray here, and today one of the the CPL Island Games that I've been so excited about is coming up just tomorrow. It's going to be Cavalry FC versus the Halifax Wanderers. And we're going to be breaking it all out for you right here, right now. So stay tuned. Let's get started. Yeah. So. What so we're give me the outline. Yeah, so what we're going to talk about in this video, we're going to go over their previous matches, um, a little about how they did very briefly, then we're going, going to go on to their key, key players, three key players for each team, then we're going to uh, talk about my predicted lineup, even if he doesn't agree with me, um, I know I'm right, because I have a better track record in fantasy, which means I'm always going to be the best at, at these prediction things. And then finally, we're going to talk about our final thoughts and maybe we're going to throw a couple stats in from here and there. <laughs> so, tons to look forward to, so let's get to the video. So this game is going to be awesome, but, this, the, but the first game, um, the first game that Calvary played was against Forge, the champions, and some could have arguably said that Calvary should have been the champions winning the spring and the fall season. Uh, but they still had the, but they unfortunately didn't win the North Star Shield. I personally thought they should have won the North Star Shield, just because they played so well. Um, right, but they couldn't get it done at the end. Yeah, but I still think the Calvary deserved it. Um, but still, uh, then what are you? What are your thoughts on? But then they played Forge again. So what are your thoughts on that game? Because obviously there's a late penalty. Um, yeah, it was a close game. I mean, I think Ford should have won. Um, I think they played a little bit better, but it was it was it was a close game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very close game. But the, but the but Tommy Williams Jr. did use his did put on the right people at the right time. Elliot Simmons getting the ball, passing it up, and then a little a little nice one two touch, and then Mohan Mo Farsi Mohammed Farsi who came on. Uh, he, he, he was able to get a shot off. It hit Dominic Samuel's hand, which was a, who was a sub, so he, he didn't have the best game. Um, but then he came, but then, uh, but Tom Williams Jr. subs played an awesome game. Um, but he did come, but he has been starting ever since, and he hasn't made any big mistakes. Right. All right, so heading into this game between the Cavs and the Wanderers, we were able to get on the press conference, so we were able to ask some questions of Tommy Wielden Jr., and um, I like his answers for a lot of things. He's, yeah, so... He, he's very thoughtful. Yeah, we, uh, we talked to him in the press conference uh, up for the post-game. Yeah, and you um, asked him after his game against Edmonton about the, the former Halifax Wanderer, Elliot Simmons. Yes, because I love Elliot Simmons. He got one got one thousand minutes uh, over thirteen appearances with the Wanderers. So let's play that clip now. It was a patient surgical uh, performance. Um, we just had to bide our time. We had to um, wait for pockets to open, be patient on the ball, and then when they had it, try and just take take their outlets away. You know, we. Uh, we like uh, what Zetterberg did to Forge in the first game with his passing range and Alleman and, and Boakai in the pockets, and we just tried to prevent it. And I thought our midfield, you know, Ledgewood and Simmons were terrific. Our flanks were good, but our back three was solid. And once you do that, it gives you a platform to um, to expose for the front three who who just work their socks off to create chances. Uh, CPL Fever, go ahead. 
Hi, Tommy. So my question for you is, Elliot Simmons got his first start today and he obviously played an amazing, amazing game. But he had great anticipation on the on Pasquale chance and he had great through balls. And he's really excited when he gets forward. So could you tell me about what you thought of his game today? I, I thought he was one of our top performers, if I'm honest. Um reason we brought him to the football club was... You know, um, when you lose players like, uh, you know, Waterman, Boucher and uh, and even Estacchio that, that like to have the ball at their feet, you need other ones. And what we've seen from him when he was at Halifax last year was that he's, he's maturing as a human being. Um, I thought he really played well. I think he was like 91% passing accuracy. And that was even first half included when it was 11 v 11. Um, he just got better as the game went on. I was delighted for him to uh, to be a part of the goal because he'd started probing, which you want from all good central midfielders, is you know to receive under pressure, but also start asking questions of the opposition. And I thought it was a terrific all-round performance from uh, Simo. Yeah. And um, I just had a follow-up to that question. And... He had some great through balls, like I mentioned, and he was kind of like playing as a center defensive mid. So do you think maybe you will move him up more to as as a center mid, as an attacking role because of his through balls? No, it's a good question because if teams are um, blocking up, which Edmonton did very well, is you want to draw them in. You want players that are very comfortable on the ball. And he's almost got that Xavi Alonso, Tony Cruz type where he can receive it under pressure, but his range of passing is good. And... You know, he, you know, for us, we call it the quarterback position. So what he's able to do is, is slide passes through to Mo Farsi, but he's looking around the corner into JB, Jordan Brown, sorry, and, and Oliver Minitel. Uh, we like him there because he's a deep-lying playmaker. I mean, the Italians call it the regista, um, and he, he fits that mold for us very, very well. All right. So obviously, yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had a phenomenal game. Yeah, Elliot Simmons was, I thought, was when it was... Was, I was really surprised that I didn't get more minutes because I thought he was one of their better players. He had a, he has amazing passing accuracy. And as he showed in that game where he got 90.4% of accurate passes, uh, which is phenomenal. And even Tommy Wielden Jr. That's right. talked about that. So I asked him about Elliot Simmons, and he talked about uh, how, he, about, um, well, just how about how he was, how he thought he was phenomenal, one of he, that their team's key players. Uh, he also he also said, and then when I asked him about, um, I asked him because of his through balls, we put him a bit higher up the field, and he said it was a good question, but no. And then he kind of expanded on the role uh, that he gave Elliot Simmons. That he said that he, he's like the regista, as the Italians call it, or as they call it, the quarterback position, which is a very important position for them. Um, yeah, Pierlo, and uh, and he talked about how he thought like Elliot Simmons is like Tony Cruz and Xabi Alonso, both players that are amazing. I love Tony Cruz. Speaking of which, there's a really good documentary on Tony Cruz that you should check out if you get the chance to see it. Now, I want to add about about this, you know, whole situation, the uh, the Elliot Simmons thing. Um, what I found really interesting was even though he was playing that deep line position there was that that time right at the end um, or in the second half where he made that run and he made a, a quick forward run and he like kind of kept going and the, the play had kind of shifted so players had kind of covered his spot so he kind of I, I could see that he was covered and he, he knew that and so he made that run and when I, I saw him making that run I just thought wow that is 
that is just like the perfect time to do that run because that deep line playmaker doesn't always make that run. So one of the questions we had was, you know, I don't know why the Wanderers let go of, of Elliot Simmons. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't play them. That's my question. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they did seem to play him, and I think they played him a little bit more on the road, um, you know, towards the end of the season when they had that, that long road stretch. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, to, to be honest, it could have been also Elliot Simmons' decision because he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. But I don't know. And they did have kind of a kind of like a kind of understanding between Elton John and Andre Rampersad. And I get that. But I thought that Elliot Simmons was just always a good player and he always performed. And he and if he got a sub, it'd be ten minutes. But speaking of subs. In the first game, he got a 10-minute sub. Then he got a 30-minute sub, and then he started. And this game, um, he Tommy Whelan Jr. has also said that he wants to rotate a lot. Um, but uh, I, I really, I, um, he wants to rotate a lot. I think be, I'd like to see Elliot Simmons start, but also he, that might not happen just as a sub because he has played all of the last games. But I think he might get a start this game, and then Tommy Whelan Jr. might rest him. But I'd like to see him play. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we go on to what you think about this this game that's going to happen. So just talk brief, briefly, I guess, talking about the, the Wanderers. Um, they played a 2-2 draw to Pacific that they could have they won. Um, and then uh, they came back in that game uh, after unfortunately going down 2-1. And then they played a phenomenal game, you know, almost note perfect um, against Forge. There was that one controversial call, which I don't think was a penalty because the goalkeeper has to go for the ball. To me, it seemed like a 50-50. You know, I know people say, you know, his, his knees were up. I don't see it that way because he's jumping at a different trajectory because he's, he's going for it with his hands. Now, we should have punched it, you know, but I, I just don't see that. I mean, goaltenders are going to go for the ball higher because they're using their hands, whereas the other players are using their feet. So... You know, I don't think his, his knees were unnaturally high at all. Yeah, Anyhow, but also, but also the thing that I thought was... My opinion. Um, Kwame Wua actually bumped into him. It, it, the only reason why I dropped that ball was because actually Kwame Wua bumped into him. So if, if the player had the ball and it was like a, a touch, if someone bumped into you, that, that, that would be a call against Kwame Wua. Yeah, that's right. Because if I was, if I had a ball and someone hit me straight in the stomach, I'd probably drop the ball. Like, you know, it'd be really, really difficult not to. But anyhow, be that as it may, they play out. They they played a phenomenal game, you mm -hmm. know. And if we can get a draw against Forge, and you know, um, then you know you can you can certainly go all the way in in this tournament. So let's talk about the the the. The, what key do you want players. to talk about? The key, key players. players. Okay. So Let's talk about key, the key players. So both teams have their fair share of amazing players, but some key players that I think will be really influential in this game. Um, wait, did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, so I think a really influential player is going to be... Um, is going to be Corey Ben. Now he's played a lot of games, so I have I haven't actually put him into my starting eleven. But I think because of his speed, if he comes on late, he could really um, provide some 
danger if he comes on at like the 70th minute, uh, especially like just to get him a bit of rest and get Calvary players tired. That's right. Um, so I think he's going to be very influential uh, for the Wanderers. Another one that I think is going to be very important if they want to do well is going to be uh, Abu Karsi Soko. Now Sissoko won, uh, won um, the Male Youth Sports Player of the Year award, so congratulations to him, that was a bit a little while ago, but he did win it, um, and he played phenomenally. Uh, he unfortunately, did, yeah. he did come off because of some stomach pain, so hopefully that's, that's just like no, stomach pains, maybe kind of like cr like just running too much, maybe like not used to the just to running so much. Um, from this COVID period, even though he's fine the first game. But maybe just a bit too much for him, but hopefully he's back. So he's gonna be really influential and I, and I have put him into my starting 11. Um, but another player that will need to be at the top of his game if he is, if, um, if Wanderers want to do well against this, against this very formidable side is going to be Peter Shala. Because Peter Shala is like that, it's like, He's the, he's like, um, I love when people say you shall not pass, but he's like the heart of the defense. He's the heart of the defense. And um, he, he really can't go into you shall not pass mode. Um, he's just an amazing, amazing defender. Uh, like he's played every single game. He showed that he's capable of playing last year. Um, but I think that he's just gonna be incredibly important if the Wanderers want to come out with a draw or a win. Right. Um, you go. All right, so my three players that I think are going to be really important in this game, um, I think Alex Marshall is going to be really important. Um, I think it's time for him to step up and, you know, show his his ability. I know he got a shot that was just a, a little bit um, off, off frame. The other players that I think are uh, LBG, uh, Louis Belangoyet, who I think is phenomenal, um, probably one of the best players that, that are on the Wanderers. Uh, it's, again, he's going to have a really important game, just like he did against Forge. And um, for the, the third one, I'm going to go for uh, Matteo Restrepo. I don't know who's going to be playing the outside backs, but I was really impressed with, with his ability and Chris Ensa's ability. To, I'm not sure if they were a little bit out of position more, but they came back and they had speed to get in and did some slide tackles that were really, really, really crucial. And if those weren't made, um, it could have been a different, a different story in the last game. Um, however, I think that all of the midfield, you know, positions are are really important, which, you know, leads us to. You know, the, the, the idea that I have with the Wanderers is I think one of the reasons they played really well against Forge is they played defensively. And, and I think those three, here's my dilemma with the Wanderers. I think, you know, the Sissoko, Rampersad, and LBG, um, Louis Belangoyet, are really important in the midfield. And I don't see how you can remove one of them and still have that that defensive tightness that you need against the top teams in this league, which means, where's Morelli? Yeah, but the thing, the thing is, 
they did experiment with the false nine, um, and they Merlot That's right, that. but they they did the false nine, but then you don't have that striker, you don't have that target man, and are we going to need that target man? Or see the target man is Ibra, so you either have that or you have the fast, quick guy Garcia, and he showed you know why that was so important, you know. Um, yeah, and you do have mentioned a good point, but I think we should get more into your Wander's Dilemma when we're talking about the full squad and like our final thoughts. But let's go into the um, Cavalry now because they also have some amazing, amazing players. And one of them who I can't, I can't give enough praise is Elliot Timmons. Every time he's come onto the field, he's made an impact. Right. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, even if it's, if it's for 30 minutes, even if it's for, if it's for 90 minutes. Elliot Simmons almost assisted. He was a big part of that, um, of the big, of uh, the penalty because he actually took it off of Forge. And he yeah. always has been making an impact in these games whenever he's come on. Which, and he didn't look tired in that last game. So I want him to start again and I want to see more of him. And if he can pull the strings... Um, that's gonna be amazing to watch. Amazing to watch because even those midfield three, like you mentioned, LBG, Abu Karsi Soko, and Andre Rampersad, I think that he has a passing ability and range to get it past those guys and past um, the fullbacks if he has, if he is high enough because right. of his passing range and he's just so good at pulling the strings and like Tony and like. Um, uh, uh, Tommy Wheelan said, Tommy Wheelan Jr. said, he's like that Tony Cruz, Javi Alonso, and he can do those passes, can dribble, and I can't give him enough praise. He's just such a good player that Cavalry, that he that has really stepped up and is going to be a big part of Cavalry moving forward. And that's one of the reasons that the fullbacks are so important on, on the Wanderers, because on that, on that first goal against Edmonton, you know, it was... It was that, you know, one of the, the fullback, the, uh, I guess it was the left fullback, was just sleeping for a second and it allowed, you know, Farsi to get in and him to, to get the ball behind that fullback and, and get it to Farsi. And it's because there was a little bit of just hesitation before that, that player um, could recover. So that could really hurt the, the Wanderers. All yeah. right, so we've got Elliot Simmons. Then By the way, Elliot Simmons, um, yeah, so... Tommy Wheelan's plan is actually to suffocate the the, the Wanderers midfield. That's what he said in the in Yeah, the press he conference. said he wants to suffocate um, the Wanderers almost. Their midfield three is really strong, but if he can't suffocate them, then they're going to be not as tight. And that's why he's done with he's done that with pretty much every team so far, and it's worked. And it's and those midfield players are able to pull it off extremely well, even if he has to make some subs to it. Like Nico Squatty can fill in there. Pebbles um, can go there. Uh, uh, there's Nick Ledgerwood who yeah. who is there. Ajakube. Um, but going on to my next player, he's he um, he's also going to be at the top of his game. He was a key performer in last game, and he's been a key performer ever since he came on the field for Cavalry that, at the Island Games. He's Mohamed Farsi. And now Mohamed Farsi has played um like uh indoor soccer, right? Indoor soccer. Futsal, yeah. Yeah, futsal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Futsal 
soccer, um, but he was so good. He's able to make those quick runs in behind, and like you said, if that left that fullback, he was he, even if that fullback was just sleeping for a second. If Elliot Simmons can slide that ball through, and if and Mohamed Farsi is fast enough, they they could easily make another goal scoring opportunity like that because right. something about the Cavalry players that I've noticed is some of the teams they may have hit it over the bar a little bit. Uh like it's been a fifty fifty chance, but um it's a fifty fifty goal percentage right there. But the cavalry players execute scoring from there pretty very well. So if they can pull that off, just pulling the strings, if Elliot Simmons can pull the strings, Mohammed Farsi can get in behind and it's a decent cross on the ground, maybe even ahead for Dominic Dator. Those two are going to be really piece. dangerous for right. this. And that's why it's really important, you know, and I certainly don't envy Stephen Hart's uh, selection in this, but the fullbacks, because if, if, if one of the, the Wanderers' fullbacks gets beat or out of position, that means that Peter Shala or Jem Jafar are Gems. going to have to be pulled out to the side to, to kind of rush that player, and that's going to leave space in the open because I think he's going to play uh, Marcus Haber against, oh. against the Wanderers. Okay. And I think he's going to go for the freshness, um, you know, and he's been really impressed with Haber, and Haber had that that shot that I don't know how that, that – uh, that goalie stopped it. Connor James, he's a great goalie. Yeah, Connor James, where he just like he was going across his body and just you know, for the big man Haber is just you know an, a, a soft like you know it was placed perfectly. Yeah. Um, anyhow, um, but, anyhow, but my next it. key player is going to be Dominic Zator. Now Dominic Zator scored the first goal of the Island game, so congratulations to him. History made. Um, first uh, goal since. Well, since COVID, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you could award him for that goal. Um, but the thing is, he scored it. He put it. He put Cavalry in the lead, and he is reliable at the back. He can also play right back, um, which is right. good versatility if they need to bring someone in like uh, Boscovich, who I believe has played there before, and or and or Jay Wielden, or or if Mason Trafford um, is able to play. Unfortunately, because of his blood nose, but if he is able to play, yeah, I think Wielden's injured still. I don't know. I don't know what the what the status is, but mm -hmm. we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to wait and see on that one. Yeah. So um, then, so th those are my key performers. How about you for Calvary? For me, I think it's gonna be um, Elliot Simmons, Haber, and uh, Zator. Mm -hmm. And you already talked a bit about Zator. I mean Marcus Haber. While I was about while I was talking about um, uh, while I was telling my things and yeah. Now okay, so 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 let me talk about about um, Farsi for a second. I think Farsi is going to be important because I think Cavalry is going to, particularly with the Wanderers, going to want to attack those fullback positions, right? Because you have Alex DeCarolis and then. Um, Apart from him, a lot of the a lot of the fullbacks are young fullbacks. You know what I mean? They Daniel don't. Kinumbe. Right. Um, who was actually playing winger when we saw him? Uh, but Restrepo, uh, Jake Ruby. We saw Jake Ruby get 
get turned around a couple times by Blasco um, in, in their first game. And I think that his plan is going to, and I, this is also why I think he, he, he's going to go with Haber, because I think he's going to want to try to beat Halifax wide and, and uh, get it in through the, through the box. So I think Farce is going to be important for that, obviously. Um, I talk about Farsi. Let's just go to um, talk about the whole team and like the collectiveness. But go ahead, um, Farsi. Yeah, no, because I think yeah. he's. I think Tommy Wielden Jr. is going to want to, you know, attack down the side. You know, beat the beat the fullbacks, and I think he's he's going to try to square it up for you know someone coming in late, um, you know, like Ledgerwood or or you know Haber in the box. Yeah. So let's get into like the the. The um, starting levels I've chosen, you can agree with me or disagree with me. You've already wrote a few like, like stuff that you want to add to it, like some people that you think could start as well. So I know you're All not right. going to agree with me about everything already. Um, but for um, my first, for my for the goalie, Ox could start. He, um, but I think we should just play it safe. Because you definitely don't want to do your first like start against a team like Calvary, who's gonna be pressing, who's gonna be yeah. attacking. And Bellio's been yeah. doing really good. But yeah, Jason Bellio. And then there's Peter Shala, who I mentioned. James Jeffard, they make a really good duo. I would like to see uh, Luke Green get some minutes though. Maybe not in this game because it is a very high task. Right. But he was training with the Bombers last year, so you can't say that he can't do yeah. it. I think you just need your most experienced, tallest, um, and and the and, and the center backs that have the 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 most time working together. Yeah, um, and I think that on the left back you could put Alex Car you should put Alex Carlos even though he didn't start. Um, he he he's just a really experienced fullback who knows the ins and outs of cavalry, and I think he can take he can kind of stop Farsi a bit, even with Elliot Simmons and Mohamed Farsi being a really deadly duo. Then on the other wing, I have Mateo, the other fullback position, I have Mateo Strepo. Um, we, talk, we talked a little about him earlier, but he was just so good. His slide tackles are so spot on. Um, right. He was able to get back in time, uh, and he's going to be able to stop the other fullback that I'm going to talk about in a second when I get to Calvary. Then in the midfield, we have Luis Belongoyet, Andre Rampersad, and El and Lu and uh, Abukar Sissoko. All three of those players, like we said, are so good defensively, but they can also hit a pass. So it's gonna be so they're gonna be really crucial. Um, and by the way, they're the Wanderers are playing four three three. Forgot to tell you that. Um, and then on the left wing and the on the left wing have Alex Marshall. Um, I think he's gotten up his minutes. Maybe he can get it started against a, a really good team. Mm -hmm. He's going to be very crucial if the Wanderers want to win this game. Then there's going to be Akeem Garcia on the other wing, the right wing. Um, like You could say he's a striker, but he is a really good winger. Uh, um, he's a really good winger, and I, that's why I put him there. But up front, he's someone that I want to see start, and it's going to be Ibrisano. He's like such a deadly striker and he's just missed one time and I'm sure that if he gets a chance far out or close into the net he's not going to sky it he's going to bury it into the into the back of the net I don't like Marco Carducci is a great keeper but I'm not sure if there's even anything Marco Carducci can do to uh stop 
at Ibrisano shop right there. So I think they they will need to look for him. That is a very important thing. I think that yeah, I, th I think that's interesting. Um, I could see them bringing in Sano because he scored that that penalty um, in the first game, and when he came on in the in the second game, he looked dangerous. He still hasn't had a start. You know, it might be a bit surprising because because Calvary doesn't know him as well um, because they, they haven't seen how he plays at this level. Um, so he's a little bit of an unknown, and that element of uncertainty might work to Halifax's advantage. Yeah, but Tommy Miller Jr. seems like he does research about everybody. Um, even, if, uh, even if they haven't played, it seems like he knows all the players. He's been buddies with them for years. Right. All the players because he just he does so much data. That kind of reminds me of Liverpool because they do so much data on who they bring in and who, who they like take out. Tommy Lillen, like they, when he was talking about his setup and how he brings in players, it kind of reminded me of that because of how right. thorough it was and how thorough it sounded. But in, if you want to say anything more about the Wanderers, I'm going to go. I'm, yeah, I'm not convinced he's going to place uh, Ibra up front. Um, if he does play Garcia on the wing, I kind of expect him, Garcia, to kind of cut into the middle, um, you know, because I think, I think from what we've seen in this game, there have been some cutbacks in a lot of these games and not enough people in the box. Uh, so, you know, if he does play on the wing, I think he'd want it to be more of like a central winger or to, to cut inside. Yeah, so with... And that leaves... Jao Morelli out, you know, Corey Bent out. Um, you have some yeah, good options ben, from the but bench. But Corey Bent has been playing a lot of games, and you might want to rest him, right. and he will I can see be that. very deadly. I can see that. I just I just am wondering when Morelli comes in, if he, if he starts him or if he puts him on the bench. I, I really don't know. Yeah, but um, let's go to Calvary, and then we can discuss okay. our final thoughts. Some of our, a few more. We can discuss a little more of our words and our... Um, on some of the things that are going in the team's favor, on so, both teams' favors. Uh, so starting in net, Marco Carducci, who else would I pick? You'd probably think I'm crazy if I chose someone else to start against a, a, a team that is, uh, like, has a really good attacking options. Um, but Marco Carducci is just such a standout goalie. Um, you just, I, I think you just need him in there. And then for center backs, I have um, John, Possibly Jonathan Wielden, he could come back, maybe. Robert Boscovic, it's really an unknown. Dominic Tator is going to be there in the center back position, but if it's Boscovic or it's someone like Mason Trafford or someone like Jonathan Wielden who are experiencing some some degree of an injury, I would, I would guess, um, you'd say. Um, but then the fullbacks... Uh, I would. There's Nathan Mavilla who had who scored the penalty um, in the first in the in the Island Games first game. Took it with such confidence. Yeah, he's been um, good. Yeah, he's been good. And then Mohamed Farsi on the other wing, uh, on the other flank, because if Elliot Simmons can slide those passes in there, and Ajay Kube and Nicholas Ledgerwood can also slide passes through there. Um, but then we have Elliot Simmons, the deep line playmaker. I wouldn't Cruz. be surprised to see him rest um, Farsi. Okay. Just because, you know, he, he's had a bunch of games, and fullback is one of the most demanding physically 
positions on, on the pitch, my opinion. Yeah, you play there. Well, I play winger. It's not that much different. It's different. It's different. It's different. Comment below if you know it's different. Okay. Well, um, I Elliot Sim, Elliot Simmons, and then there's I'm gonna put in Nicholas Ledgewood and Elijah Ajikube. Yeah. Um, they're they've both been really solid performance for Well Cavalry. Uh, I don't I, I don't think that he's gonna put anyone else in there. I just think they have played a lot. They've already rested Nicholas Ledgerwood. Um so I so I I think he'll be there, but maybe they might rest Ajikube. Yeah, I could see them resting at at, at Kube, also because of their position in the standings and the fact that they they think they can probably get the win without without that, you know, have a little bit of natural rest. Yeah. But we'll see. Then on the wings, I have Oliver Minatel. Now, that might not be his natural position, but he could play there. And also with some rotation, he has, I don't believe he's played every single game. Um, uh, I, so you could put Oliver Minatel. I Milit think he has. I could be wrong. Oh, maybe. Well, I think Oliver Minatel could be there. And then there, I'm going to put in Nico Pasquale on the other wing. He's been really good. Had a few shots on target. He had the long throw, but not quite as long now that he can't spin the ball. You love to mention that, don't you? I do. We, d we don't like long, like, we don't like spinning throws, but still. Okay. Um, and then Jordan, and then there's Jordan Antonio Brown. Now, you're right, he, he could play Marcus Haber, and you're right, but I personally... I, I would love to see Jordan Antonio Brown play, especially on it against the Wanderers, because I think that he's on a roll. He just scored two goals, yeah. and I think he really could be on a roll this game. He he could he is in contention for the Golden Boot. The only other player that has two goals, and that was just today, is Kyle Becker. I think yeah. I mean I think he's gonna play Haber and switch them at, at 60 minutes. Um, I think no matter who plays there. He's going to make a change around 60 minutes um, and take off, you know, one of those one of those players in the front. Mm -hmm. um, but we've gone over. So the Hammer will definitely get in. But into tell this game at some tell point. me down below in the comments if you think we should have I should have um, or if you would have um, made some difference, or or if you agree with me or you agree with him. Uh, but uh, let's. But do you have any final thoughts about this? about it because obviously yeah so so i th i think it's i think it's going to be a really interesting game um you know when cavalry came to halifax i know one time it was like a really close game and then cavalry won it like the 85th minute or something like that um, they were the only team to uh to beat or one of the only teams to beat uh, halifax at home and I think that after the good performance that Halifax had against Forge, they've got a shot at this, but they've got to play an almost perfect game like they did against Forge. Um, and I think that that's really important. So and, and what I'm most concerned about is the, is, is the fullbacks. You know, I'm afraid that that's where a mistake could come. Yeah, especially with on, them on being the so side. young. And, you know, having... Having you know the center backs to have to be moved out of position, 
you know, um, that's, that's a concern. Well, yes, that is a concern, but also, are, are, I just want to mention, are you, are you suggesting that they, ha they play the exact, almost exact, like the exact same team? Like I made too many changes to the team, or are you saying that like it needs rest, or what are you suggesting? I don't know. I'm glad it's not my decision to make, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I think there's definitely a, a chance for the Wanderers to grind out a result, um, either a draw or a win. Uh, but it's it's going to be an intense game. It's going to be a, a hard fought game and the players are going to have to be switched on, you know, the whole time. Yeah, because Tommy Mancino wants to suffocate the midfield, and it's, but it seems like the Wanderers are very compact and they won't be suffocated super easily. Um, but it will be, be exciting to see. Wanderers versus Cavalry, two great teams. Though, though Cavalry has run the best track record against the Wanderers, at least at home. Mm. But they are at home. Um, but you know, let's let's see how this plays out. This is gonna be an exciting game. I want to see this game. And tell me, and please feel free to leave your thoughts down below in the comments. We love hearing from you guys. And without further ado, I guess this video is done. And we'll see you on the next time on CPL Fever. So don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you the next time. Bye.